This is Channel 253. In this episode of Crossing Division. What we need to do is take our supply chain and shorten it and build right here in our city. We could do this and we could build little gardens and it's amazing how much you could support. I mean, I could take a little 12 by four bed and it'll support a family of four with all their vegetables that they need. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. Hi, this is Evelyn Lopez. On this week's episode of Crossing Division, we are going to talk about food and food instability and how we can help our neighbors um, through a special project in Tacoma called Food is Free. So my guest today is David Thompson. Uh, David, could you give me a little intro to yourself? Well, I'm the founder and director of Food is Free Project Tacoma. I'm a 35-year-old or 35-year retired mechanic. Okay. Uh, so I'm retired and this is what I'm doing for my retirement is Food is Free. I think it's great. How did you, how did you come up with this concept or is it something that is, is happening in other places and you uh, developed it for Tacoma? Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Well, it was first started in 2012 by John Van Dusen Edwards in Austin, Texas. Um, yeah, from there, he started out with just a small little garden in his front yard. And by the end of three months, he had 30 gardens in the, in the little, uh, little neighborhood that he was at. Started posting on Facebook and it took off, went to Tasmania, was really, really big in Australia. Um, and then it moved back all the way, came back to Austin, Texas again. So it traveled all the way around the world in a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I picked up on it in 2015. It started with my little table out front and we've grown from there. Yeah, I think it's, um, I don't think I knew, I think I started seeing uh, information about this on Facebook last year, but this year I, I have the feeling that it's really taken off. Is is that, am I correct in that? Oh yes, yes. Last year I built nine gardens in town. This mm-hmm. year we built 35. Wow. So, and so tell me, tell me about what the project is. Well, what we do is we encourage front yard gardening. And uh, the idea is, is to have a garden and have in, have a sharing table out in front that you could share with the neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way, it, what it does is it brings community together. People, neighbors start talking to neighbors that they haven't had reason to even talk to each other for. Um, they begin to communicate and they start sharing other stuff. Uh, so what our idea, what our object is, is to promote that private gardening and, and community building all throughout the neighborhood. Okay. And uh, you mentioned that you've got you built thirty three gardens this year. Um, do you did most of the people who had a garden last year decide to repeat again this year? Oh yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. So that we have forty eight sites that are operating now around the country. That is amazing. And uh, how how broadly spread out are you? Sort of, um, I know you have a map, a link to a Google map on your Facebook page that I was taking a look at. But give me an idea of sort of where your tables are located throughout Tacoma. Well, most are they're all throughout Tacoma. There's only a couple on the north end. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a new one up in the west side now. Um, but other than that, most of them are there's uh, what is there four in the Stadium District, um, five in Lincoln District. Um, they're in, uh, on the east side, I believe there's seven on the east side, mm-hmm. South end, 
Uh, most of them are congregated around the east side and the south end of the mm-hmm. And um, tell me, it, so I live over on the west side, and I and I do have an empty um, curbside plot of land, you know, a sidewalk strip that I could definitely plant in. How would I go about getting that set up if I decide, I think I'm a little late this year, but what if I decided next year I wanted to do this uh, curbside gardening for Food is Free? How would I go about doing that? Well, you know, that's an interesting question. I'm not sure about next season. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the small sustainability grant this season and a grant from uh, Emergency Food Network and then one from the uh, Washington State uh, Master Gardeners and then one from the Tacoma Garden Club. So I was able to get everything financed this year. Next year, I don't really, I don't know if I'm going to have financing to be building a town. Um, how, I how, could. Much, how much do you need to run for a year? Well, we spent $6,000 for this season. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it would, it would take at least that much to, to run another one for next season. What I'm thinking about is maybe doing larger gardens and mm-hmm. doing just a few of them, maybe some uh, apartment complexes. I've had a couple of churches uh, approach me. Uh, so maybe what we'll do is some larger gardens throughout Tacoma next year. Okay. Um, but we might still do some, some sidewalk gardens. I'm just not sure. Exactly. But people might be required to buy the materials, but if they buy the materials, then we would, uh, we definitely put one in for them. Okay. And I noticed on your Facebook page and also on the website and the website is foodisfree253.com that you have, you know, prices so people can say, yes, you know, I want to buy and build a potato growing, uh, you know, box or I want to, you know, use my um, sidewalk plot, you know, for something. Can you, can you sell me the materials for that? Um, so do you get a lot of people who want to um, finance it themselves or, or are most people offering you the land, but hoping that you will provide the materials? Um, I think a lot of them just don't have the money for the materials. Yeah. Um, so we were able to provide it for them. Um, really the idea was to get them started in gardening and once they were started, they they would, they would continue doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had a few people pay for materials. Um, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. And that's probably what it's going to have to be next year. So we'll Mm -hmm. see how many people show up for it. Okay. That makes sense. Um, tell me the types of things that people grow in their gardens. Do you, uh, do you give them some, um, starting instructions like, you know, this grows really well or, you know, start early with peas and then branch into something else later. Um, you know, for your novice gardener, how much assistance do you provide? Oh, quite a bit, quite a bit, especially for the novice. I, I'll come by and I'll check their gardens quite good, quite a bit. Um, bring them starts. I like to steer them away from seeds the first year mm-hmm. um, and steer them towards starts, which are much easier to better chances. So, um, but I, I make sure what I want is I want them to succeed, particularly in that first year, because if mm-hmm. they succeed in the first year, they'll be excited about the next year and the next year and the next year. Um, failing the first year can really put a bad taste in somebody's mouth. They just yeah. might not get back into it. Yeah. So I really, I really, really make sure that those first year gardeners do really well. What kinds of things do you suggest that they, that they grow so that they have that experience of success? Well, you know, you could start off easy stuff with some peas, you know, those, you could start off with seeds on that, but, um, tomatoes are fairly easy. You really can't go wrong with it. Uh, 
you know, whether it'll get warm enough for them all to ripen. Right. We'll see. But uh, they'll grow really well. Um, and then uh, anything from the brassicas family grows really, really well here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you could start off with some cabbage and some broccoli and they'll grow just, you know, it's pretty simple. Not a whole lot of work to do it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do a lot of that. I do. We do a lot of starts. Um, we had a lot of starts donated to us this year. So pretty much what I do is I use whatever the universe provides for me for that, for that season. And that's what I use. Mm-hmm. Do, um, do the gardeners continue to grow things throughout the fall and winter or is it pretty much a summer activity? Well, uh, some of them do fall gardening, you know, fall gardening is more of an advanced, advanced, uh, skill there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, some of them have taken on to fall gardening. I do fall gardening myself. So I try to encourage people to do it. And, uh, and I pretty well show them how to do it, what I'm doing. They can mm-hmm. follow along with it. Mm-hmm. What kinds of things are grow grow pretty well through the winter here? And that's a purely a question from my own curiosity. If I wanted to, you know, grow things over the course of the year, what would be the best bets? Well, last year I planted radishes, a radicchio, spinach, and uh, a little bit of Belgian endive in mm-hmm. November. And I harvested in, I believe it was April. So it grew all winter. It didn't grow real fast, but it grew all winter. Yeah. So we had a pretty mild winter last year. Um, mm-hmm. that might, that might've helped. Um, what, uh, what kind of things are people putting out on their tables right now for the summer? And I've, and I've noted on the web, on the Facebook page, there's, um, there's quite a variety, but what are some of the things that you're seeing around on the tables? Well, uh, last week we got a, we got a big donation of Swiss chard. Um, and then some, uh, and there was a bunch of kohlrabi, which was really neat. You don't see that everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, right now we're in the gleaning season, so there's going to be a lot of fruit at all the tables. Um, transparent apples are coming ripe right now. So you'll see a lot of transparent apples, plums, and then we'll go to pears, uh, but you'll see a lot of this fresh fruit's going to start showing up on the table. I saw someone had a post about transparent apples and what? What is that? I have not heard that term before. Well, a transparent apple is an apple that ripens very early. Um, they'll ripen in July. They're very soft, very good for making like uh, applesauce and, and doing that type of saucing because they just don't store. They're very soft mm-hmm. and they don't have very good storage capacity. Um, do you have a sense as to whether um, people in the community are coming by the tables and using the produce and the and things that are on the tables to help supplement their um, their food budgets and their pantries. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. People tell me about it all the time. That uh, some some people have told uh, my table up in uh, in Hilltop Grady. They've come up and told her that that was the only food they have for the day, which is wow. what they have at the table. Uh, it's uh, it provides you just don't really know because we're, our tables are open and mm-hmm. anybody can come by and pick up from it. You don't have to show anything or need to have anything. You just come mm-hmm. up and pick up. So mm-hmm. we don't really know exactly who all we serve, but um, I know we're we're serving a lot of people, a, a lot, a lot of people. Yeah, I I was very interested in talking to you. I had a a friend comment on Facebook saying that she had picked up. Um, apples and onions and potatoes and she remembered that i'd posted a picture of a um of a meat pie that was made with potatoes 
and apples and pork. And she wanted to talk about whether that might be a good recipe that could be used also with onions. And, uh, and, that, and that's why I started thinking, you know, maybe I would pay a little more attention to what was on the tables and start coming up with some recipes that I could provide on the Facebook page too. Um, well, that'd be you, wonderful. Yeah, I, I would really enjoy doing that. Um, but do you, do you, it's a, it made me realize that there were, you know, people who were food dependent on food banks and things like that are also paying attention to what's on the food is free tables, which I think is very good. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's what I, what I've tried to do is build a nice group there where you can find where local food is available. Um, local jobs. There's uh, I, I like to put a lot of um, enter, environmental jobs that are on there. Um, food jobs that are come up in town. Uh, volunteer opportunities. Uh, you know, pretty much that that page is is for anything to do with food. It's pretty much what I tried. Uh, and what is your sense of? Um, I guess I would say is your sense of whether people are sort of um, becoming more and more open to the idea of front yard and sidewalk gardens. And I, and I ask that because I, I've always thought when I look around, you know, my neighborhood on the west side, we've got sidewalks and the, and the parking strips next to the sidewalks are either ratty grass or they've filled them in. I'm looking across at my neighbor's house. They've filled theirs in with, um, with gravel. Um, some people have filled it in with cement. We still have uh, dirt in ours, but um, you know, these, these areas are perfect for gardening because they, they're not overhung. They get full sunlight all day. Um, so, I mean, I really think it's an undiscovered resource that you're tapping into. Do you, do you get a sense that people are becoming more intrigued by the idea of using their yards for this? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the thing about Tacoma is, is we've got a long history of, of those sidewalk gardens. There's mm-hmm. a lot in the North End. Um, you can find, you just take a walk in the North End and you'll find them everywhere. Uh, it's, the city's really had a big tradition of doing that. Um, and people are getting excited now more, especially with the, with the virus going on. People have gotten back to, they've realized that the food system is their supply chain is very vulnerable and they want to, they want to grab their own sense of food security. So they're mm-hmm. planning more. That's why the seeds were all sold out at the stores this year. Right. Um, starts went, um, people are back to gardening and it's really, I've seen it in the group. I've seen it in, in just around town talking to people by putting up gardens. The neighbors will come out and talk to you while you're putting it in. And they're telling me how excited they are and how, how they want to see more of this. Have you, have you, thought about talking with the um, Metro Parks Department about whether um, they want to start branching out into food materials as well. I just keep thinking, you know, places where there's a lot of land or trees that could be food producing, but currently isn't. And I think our parks is is one area where we might be able to do that. Well, right, right. Part of the environmental action plan for the city is to have a small scale urban agriculture project. Um, they've gotten a two on their last, uh, their last, uh, uh, update for that, for that environmental action plan. So Mm -hmm. something like that does need to be done. I hadn't thought about Metro parks. Um, that's an idea. That is an idea. Yeah, it might, they might be more, I don't know. I don't know if they would be open to it or not, but, um, 
but it does strike me that they've got a, a lot of space that might be appropriate. Well, tell me about the, this environmental action plan and what, what you had uh, hoped for and whether you think there's going to be any action on the action plan. Well, I think so. I'm a commissioner on the Sustainable Tacoma Commission, mm-hmm. and that's our job is to watch after the environmental action plan and what's getting done on it. Um, we've been very good on the food and air part of the, of the, of the plan. Um, that's pretty much, I focus a lot on that because, you know, naturally that's where I, where I work at, but, uh, it's, we've done really, really well. The environmental action plan calls for, um, setting up, uh, uh, like, uh, codes and, and policies for the city for doing urban agriculture and allowing people to be able to sell their products and grow it in their house. Um, Mm -hmm. there's an urban agricultural project that was called for, uh, there's um, money that goes into uh, community gardens. They've got, uh, I believe there's 40 community gardens in Tacoma now. Uh, most of them, are, uh, they've expanded like, I believe 12 have been non-English speaking gardens. Uh, so they're expanding into um, non-English speaking gar- uh, gardeners. Um, the city's really done really well on the environmental action plan, actually. Um, oh, that's really good to hear. Tell me a little about one of the things I saw posted on Facebook from another friend um, who's very active in food is free, and that's uh, Dana Coggan. She had posted about the small vegetable plot that has been developed on Commerce Street near the antique row. And the fact, I guess, actually sort of the back end of the antiques row, um, that was a little plot on Commerce where a tree had been taken out. And the merchants and the people who lived there decided to, instead of letting it go to weed, um, to clean it up and start a little vegetable plot, which was their Corona Victory Garden. And it's been, it's very nice looking. If you're on Commerce Street, um, it's uh, between um, 7th and 9th and uh, very well maintained. But they recently got a communication from the city telling them that they had to remove it because it was um on in a sidewalk area or some such thing. Um, tell me what that was all about. And, uh, and I, I think there's been a couple of updates since then, but tell me what's going on with the Commerce Street Victory Garden. Well, right now we're kind of at a standstill with the city. I'm not sure exactly. Um, I have a talking to Alan Gorsuch. He's the one who put, the, put it together. He's the owner mm-hmm. of Stanford and Sons Antiques. Um, he built that little garden there in, that, uh, in the spot there on Commerce. It had been an old tree that had been taken down and they just, the city had let it gone to weeds and said they were going to do something and they never did anything on it. So he put a little garden up. Um, somebody must have complained because code enforcement came and said it was unsightly and uh, an eyesore and wanted it removed. Uh, and what we're doing is we're fighting the city on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's not really up to code, but I believe we should have an exception for this little garden. It's not hurting anything. It's um, it, it doesn't have the two-foot setback that's required for the city. Um, the city requires two feet from the sidewalk, two feet from the curb. Yeah. Um, but the whole space is six feet. So yeah. if, you, if you did that, you'd have two feet of gardening space. So right. I, it really doesn't work in that aspect. So I think they just need to have an exception to it. It's a little garden. It's, it's a symbol of our resiliency against the coronavirus. And, mm-hmm. and I really think we need to keep it here. Um, so. 
they contacted me and I've gotten involved into it now. Um, we've got an email campaign um, having people send emails to Robert Toms. He's the district, uh, he's mm-hmm. that district uh, representative. And uh, we've had an email campaign going and I talked to the city at the city council meeting about it. Um, and we'll continue doing it. We'll continue pushing for it because we want the little garden to stay. He's joined Food is Free, so I put my sign up out there too. Um, so we are now, it's now a Food is Free garden and we're not going to allow it to go. Good. I really appreciate that. Yeah, when, when this post came up on Facebook, I, I went out and I looked for it so I could see for myself what it was. It is a well-maintained, no weeds, uh, little vegetable plot. And I compared it to, I also drove by and compared it to the two depaving um, actions that the city has been involved with. One is on the corner of Sprague and 6th and one is uh, on McKinley, um, not too far away for, from where the farmer's uh, market is on Tuesdays on McKinley. Both of those that are planted with, I think they're planted with native plants, mostly grasses. And um, and in all honesty, they don't really look that great. I mean, they look a little bit weedy and unkempt. Um, but then the the planters in downtown Tacoma right now look weedy. Most of them have uh, dandelions blooming in them and others. And I, and I think because of the coronavirus, people have, um, you know, whoever normally maintains those spaces really hasn't been able to. But I thought it was an interesting comparison because the, the vegetable garden on Commerce is not an eyesore. It is a tidy, small vegetable patch. Um, we heard back on Facebook from Lillian Hunter that um, she was interested in this. She's one of the city council members. And so we'll keep communicating with her. Um, but she also said that she's, that she was hearing from the city that it might be an issue with where the um, trolley line, the you know link line is coming through there on Commerce Street and that that might've been the issue. But I doubt that because that area, um, I mean, the link has always ended right there anyway, and um, and certainly that's not anything that would be grounds for immediate removal of the garden. Um, that would be, you know, eventually down the line if if there's some impingement on that space. So, I I don't um, I don't think it's a link line issue. Right. It's a temporary. It's a temporary structure. It's completely temporary, and it could be, you know, if they were going to widen the street or run the link line through it or do some sidewalk work or something like that. It could totally be removed and not be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the going, have it removed for just the reason of having it removed because it's there at the city. Um, I think it's, it's the wrong attitude. I think the city has kind of taken the wrong attitude on that. I've, uh, I've heard that they've stopped issuing permits to uh, community gardens and stuff. And, uh, so I, I'm really, I'm pushing on the city to change its course and, okay. and it starts supporting urban agriculture. Yeah, I think that's really important, David, because, you know, we are looking at, we don't even know what we're looking at over the next five years in terms of our economy, um, our supply chain and all of that. I mean, if, you know, right now, the, our virus numbers in our, you know, core agricultural counties, Yakima, Benton County, Franklin County are just through the roof. And that is going to have an impact on the farm workers who are doing a lot of the um, agricultural work in this state. And, and I'm and I haven't been following it, but I'm assuming that California and Texas and other states will find much the same. And you know, we just don't know where this is going to go. We just don't know what impacts there might be. And so, if the city is not taking this opportunity to promote 
um, growing in Tacoma, that is a really lost opportunity. We need to do this because we don't know, you know, two years from now, what, what we might need. Well, absolutely. Um, there's predicted shortages coming and I'm pretty sure that we will see shortages coming. Um, these farmers, what we're doing is I've been getting a lot of food through East West Food Rescue. Mm-hmm. And East West Food Rescue is buying the, buying the farmer's crops that they lost, that they couldn't sell to the uh, restaurants and the institution. They lost that whole sale, so they couldn't sell their crops. So they sold it to us at super cheap prices that we've been giving away. Well, mm-hmm. if we go back to stage one or if these restaurants get shut down again, these farmers that have all planted their field, they've planted and planned for to be able to sell to these restaurants again. If they lose a second crop, can you imagine what that kind of damage, economic damage that would do to them? No. Uh, it'd just be terrible. It's, it's, um, we need to, what we need to do is take our supply chain and shorten it and build right here in our city. We could do this. And we can build little gardens and it's amazing how much you could support. I mean, I could take a little 12 by four bed and it'll support a family of four with all their vegetables that they need. Um, then I build a second one for 12 by four that we supply all the vegetables for the neighborhood. Um, if we did these around the city all over, we could, we could give ourselves um, real food stability where we know that we have our food available to us. Where, you know, right now we don't know. We really don't. All right. Well, let's take a break here. And then when we come back, I want to talk more about sort of like your long-term vision and what you would hope to achieve in the future. Hi, I'm Melanie Denise Cunningham, your 253 Peace Queen. And I'm Audrey Cunningham. And we're the host of the Channel 253 podcast, What Say You? This episode of Channel 253 is sponsored by PeaceWorks United and the Greater Tacoma Community Foundation. And we're here to remind you that the 2020 census is underway and that you, yes you, must participate. That's right. I know people can get nervous when someone from the government shows up with a clipboard. But here's the truth. Participating in the census will help us get our fair share of representatives to Congress And it will also get more federal funds to our community that we can use on urgent matters like community policing, for instance, and many other things. You don't have to be a voter. You don't have to be a citizen even. In terms of the census, you count. Everyone counts. But you won't count unless you participate. Please take the time. Answer the questions. 10 questions, 10 minutes. Show up for your community. If you haven't completed the census form at this time, please visit census.gov to find out what you need to do now. Thank you to PeaceWorks United and the Greater Tacoma Community Foundation for your sponsorship of Channel 253 and getting the word out about the 2020 census. We're back with uh, David Thompson from Food is Free, the Tacoma Project. Before we get back into talking about food and food security and our supply chains, I want to do a quick shout out for Channel 253. Uh, Channel 253 is an organization that produces local podcasts. We have a wide variety of subjects, including this Crossing Division podcast. And it's really a very unique way of getting local information about local stories. You can learn about um, 
teachers and equity matters, politics, and on days like today, you can learn about food as well. So I urge you to become a member of Channel 253. It is $4 a month or $40 a year. Very, very affordable. All right, David. So let's, if you could look into the future, what would Food is Free look like down the line? You know, I know you've got some funding um, issues that you're, that you're, you know, looking at for next year, but what would you like this to turn into? Well, funny you would say that. What I'm working on is I'm uh, going to launch Food is Free Washington. Um, Food is Free Washington. I have a what's known as a fiscal sponsor for my Food is Free Tacoma. Instead of having a 501c3 um, uh, from the IRS, mm-hmm. I would uh, I have a sponsor instead, and they take on the legal and the and the tax liability of my project. Um, what's happened is, is I've grown a little too large for my little sponsor. Um, they were mm-hmm. just a small little cornerstone two five three out of uh, Tacoma here. And I just, they were small and I've grown larger than actually the, they are. So they want me to get my own 501c. Okay. What I decided to do is instead of getting my own 501c is I'm going to form Food is Free Washington as a 501c nonprofit corporation. And then do you have smaller Food is Free organizations in different parts of the state? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. There is a Food is Free PL up South Hill. Uh, food is free Lakewood, um, food is free University Place, food is free Olympia is really tearing it up down south. Um, and they're really needing a fiscal sponsor. They're almost as big as food is free Tacoma. Um, they're really, things are really going there. There's food is free Tri-Cities, food is free Kent, um, food is free Spokane. Um, any one of those would be, they would, they would be eligible to have a fiscal sponsorship mm-hmm. and be able to expand their organization. Mm-hmm. So food is free to Washington is going to be, it's a, it's a pretty big deal. I've got a, a board of directors that we've selected. That's a very, it's an all-star board of directors. Um, I've had an attorney pulling doing the paperwork for us. Um, we have a bookkeeper online, um, everything's set up there. We're about ready to launch. Okay. When, when do you think you will launch? A little more paperwork to do, but probably um, maybe late August. Okay, so maybe before the end of summer, we'll see that as an opportunity. Right, right. That's And so then if people wanted to make contributions, would they make contributions to Food is Free Washington? And that would sort of build up your funding capital? Yes, yes. What we would do is we take all the donations that go through Food is Free Washington. Uh, They could be earmarked to different locations to go to different chapters. But what we would do is take the donations from them and then supply it out to the different chapters. That sounds great. What would you say then, you know, so that's sort of your, what you're building towards next. What would you say looking back over this summer, spring and summer were so far your biggest successes? Well, what I work is I, I we're working a three phase plan right now. Um, so we did the garden building that began in March. Um, and it just ended up, it just finished up last week. Um, so we built the 35 gardens around town. Um, it was very successful. Uh, I didn't, because of the coronavirus, I couldn't take volunteers. So I actually built most of those gardens myself. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, so we got that part of it's done. Um, and then during this, 
during this whole garden building, I got the opportunity through East West Food Rescue to start picking up food. So what we're doing is we're going every Thursday, we're going up to Woodville and going to Farmer Frog up in Woodville and picking up uh, as much as we could carry. Um, this last this last uh, Thursday, I just had one truck, so we picked up a uh, 3,500 pounds. But like next week, I've got a semi that's going to be coming in and we've uh, had a fundraiser for a truck. We've got a large um, truck that will take up 13 tons. So wow. we'll... We'll be taking probably 43 tons next week that we'll bring down. And uh, we're distributing that at the Food is Free tables and my main location at Food is Free um, at Tacoma Urban Farm. Uh, we're, we do, I've got seven tons that distributed in uh, less than 24 hours last week. Uh, so there's a real need and we're, this is really expanded. Um, we're also looking to build a, a southern drop zone. Instead of having to go to Woodville, there's mm-hmm. a farm in Rochester through the Vets Cafe that we're looking to, to set up a southern drop zone, which will service all of the food is free and food banks all throughout southern uh, Washington. Oh, uh, well, that would be amazing. So we've got that part of it. And now I, I also uh, volunteer for Harvest Pierce County Gleaning Project. Mm-hmm. And gleaning season is just now upon us. So um, I'll finish the rest of the season off here doing gleaning. So I've got 84 trees on the east side that I do. And uh, my girlfriend does the downtown. So she's got 43 trees. So we'll be doing that 120 trees here in the next few months. That's great. Do you do any work with the, I know there's a food preservation group that takes the gleanings and turns them into jam and things like that that people can use over the course of the winter. Are you hooked up with them also? Yeah, that's how Ming at the Centers for Food Preservation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, I've um, I've done some stuff. We're gonna we're looking to do maybe an event with Hal, but um, right now because of the virus, we can't have any events. So we're kind of like on hold right now. But I have been trying to set up a a, a couple of canning events because last year I ended up with about uh, two tons of apples that food is free it's myself, mm-hmm. and uh, it was hard to it was hard to process all of that. Yeah, we made a lot, a lot of cider and stuff, but I mean, there's uh, only so much you can make. Right. Well, and if you can get people turning that into, you know, properly canned applesauce or things, then that, you know, that can really help a family through the through the winter. Oh, right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, then, so your success is actually you've had I think you've had a really successful season so far. But what about your challenges? What are the biggest challenges that that you have been facing and, and that you that you see the need to sort of continue working on? Oh, well, you know, it's fundraising. That's always, you know, in any small little nonprofit, you know, fundraising is always the hard part of it. Um, well, you know, um, I, need, I need to build, develop more of an organization, I believe. Um, I need I need volunteers to come in and help with uh, like bookkeeping and uh, some scheduling and I've uh, you know I, I'm getting very very busy I'm just so <laughs> this is all kind of new stuff for me yeah yeah I mean it's really taking off so you've got to learn all those admin skills as well right right which I didn't have any <laughs> so I'm working on it well it sounds pretty good well, um, what else would you like to tell us about the project or about, you know, providing food in Tacoma? What else do you think people need to know about? Well, you know, like I said, 
is is the city we need to really uh, we need to get our city involved into urban agriculture and really get them pushing on it. Um, we're going to need this, and I I would like to see people write their council members and and tell them that you know support urban agriculture because we've got a two year budget that's coming up, and this is so important right now. Um, there is cuts coming to food and, and the food and air pro part of the program. Um, so what we got to do is stand up for it and tell them we don't want cuts in food and air. Um, it's, it's too important to us right now. Um, and so I'm, I'm really, I'm really hoping people will, will come together and that we could, uh, we could tell our city that we want urban agriculture and we want clean air and clean food. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. I think to say, you know, we want urban agriculture, we want the, the clean air, the clean food, but we also, you know, we need to build in our, our food security because we don't, you know, no one was really expecting, no one was expecting this coronavirus. Um, and, um, you know, now's the time to prepare for you know, the future, um, good or bad, and not, not the time to cut the small amounts of the budget that are being used for something that's productive. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right, David. Well, I really appreciate you talking to me. I will um, provide a link to the Facebook page and also your website on the show notes for this episode so people can contact you directly. Is there a particularly good way of getting a hold of you? I mean, I know I messaged you on Facebook. Is that uh, one of the better ways to get a hold of you? I kind of figure that you're out and about most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Facebook Messenger or you could text me. Uh, should I get my phone number? Only if you want people to have it. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Okay. Two All five right. three. Two five three. Six seven seven. Okay. Eight eight four eight. Eight eight four eight. Yes. Six seven seven. Eight eight four eight. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll put that in the show notes also. Okay. All right. Well, good luck. Go out there and uh, do some more good work, David. I really appreciate you. Yeah, we're making it happen. Excellent. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. Crossing Division is part of the Channel 253 Podcast Network. Check out our other shows. Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, We Art Tacoma, Move to Tacoma, Taco Man, Flounders B Team, Citizen Tacoma, What Say You, and Gimme the Mic. This is Channel 253.